Welcome, everybody, to Bible on the Rocks. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the story of our podcast, specifically On the Rocks, using various passages from the Bible, but mainly from the book of Matthew, chapter 7. As a general disclaimer, the views and opinions shared are those of the participants only and do not necessarily reflect those of any Christian denomination, nor do they reflect those of any of our sponsors. So, sit back and enjoy as we explore the Bible with Bible on the Rocks. B&B Gourmet and Grill Sauce takes your grilling and cooking game to the next level. Sauce is spelled S-A-U-S. Why? Well, I'll tell you why. Oh, what? Because it's too good and too original to be considered just another run-of-the-mill sauce. This is sauce. Who sent this? There... Where did this come from? I wrote this. Oh, they didn't no! send this. Oh, this is so good. This is so good. You sounded really excited when no. you started this reading it. Approved by B and B. No, it was. South. Like honestly, I I could feel the excitement when you started reading B and B gourmet and grill yeah. sauce. Thanks for grilling. Is that how I read it? No, I read it. No, I didn't. All right, yeah. I had inflection. Let me read it monotonously. All right, my brother. Their my brother. B signature flavor has a sweet herbal start in tone. Tingling finish, creating a nice balance that adds to your food flavors rather than overpowering it. That's more interesting than what Brett just sounded like. Oh, God. Read it. Did you guys know that they all six sauces are available exclusively online? At, uh, I did know that. How did you know? Because I've heard of the company before. Because I went online well, and Brett, then I gonna... used my exclusive discount, BOTR, well, promo Jameson, code. Are you going to order for yourself? Absolutely. I mean, you could also order as, as a gift for your favorite foodie. Oh, I could. Yeah, you could. You could also join the sauce club. Absolutely. Yourself or for that person that really likes sauces. Wait, that what do you get sweet. if you join the sauce club? That is sweet. Sauce club. Join the sauce club and free receipt for free. It's not free. Though. Re- re- free. You're free. Free. Three, three unique C. flavors every month. <laughs> so three you can, flavors every month. Three the, flavors. I'll, well, the they have a club. they have a total of six. So yeah, I'm saying every third months. month you get the same. Yeah, or or you know what, guys, Sign you can even tell them which flavors you like the best, and you could say this month, just send me the straight flavors that I oh. like. Shake Do you think they'll send you any new flavors that they come out with? If they come out with, if you're in the sauce club, the sauce club, spelled S A U S, like as in B N B S A U S dot com. Use discount code BOTR at checkout for 10% off. Brett, did you come up with so- <laughs> shake it, soak it, serve it, love it? No, Is it's on the, bottle. It's on the it's bottle. It's on the bottle. Shake it, rub, soak it, rub it, it down. Rub it down. Yeah. Rub it, soak it, slap it. Smother, smother it. it. Smother it. What do you do with your meat? You smother it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Smother my meat all the time. Mm. Love it. Love smothering my meat. Oh, man. <laughs> um, you should show that to your moms next time you're around. B-N-B-S-A-U-S dot com. Oh, because your mom's dead. Yes. B-N-B-S-A-U-S dot com. I'd love to show it to my mother. It'd be nice. Just one more time. This is a horrible commercial. My mom really likes barbecue. I almost peed. I almost peed just a little bit. <laughs> but she's dead. 
This is the worst commercial of all time. <laughs> you know, you know who really loved B and B sauce? Who? My dead mother. <laughs> but she can't have any. She totally would. She would totally love B and B sauce. But well, my dead mother would love the sauce. Listen, B and B sauce, heavenly, heavenly. <laughs> Hi, I'm Josh. And I'm drinking Hardywood Virginia Blackberry, which is a Belgian-style white ale brewed with fresh Virginia blackberries. Because it was in my fridge, and I thought I'd try something a little fruity. Where's the Hardywood Brewery? I believe it is local to our great state of Virginia. Yeah, they're outside Richmond. Richmond. Yes. Okay. Right outside Richmond. There you go. Um, but I'm already getting FOMO looking at the bare knuckle, so I will be drinking whiskey, even yes, though I please. talked to myself the whole yeah, that, time on the way here saying I wasn't going to. <laughs> <laughs> blueberry beer, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know about that. Black Blackberry Blackberry. Come on, Blackberry. Does Virginia, I didn't know Virginia was famous for its blackberries. Well, uh, Hardywood made it. Uh, okay. Well. All right. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, just the Who's, blackberries, are, the blackberries are from <laughs> Agraberry Farm in Hanover County, Virginia. Oh, I know Agraberry. <laughs> I've never heard of Agraberry. It's a very aggressive berry. <laughs> <laughs> Easily aggravated. Exactly. <laughs> Who's this guy? I'm up. It's right. Captain Jack. My name is Brent. I'm drinking uh, Yingling. Lager mm. from America's oldest brewery in uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Philly. Uh, America, actually. <laughs> it's America's. <laughs> I mean, that's America. what it says. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to redo this whole <laughs> the first the first beep. Yeah. First beep of the episode. First bleep there. Yeah. You know they have a pretty strong presence down in Tampa. I did not. They do. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I was waiting for a punchline on that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I get just, my yingling down in Tampa. Oh. <laughs> my name is. <laughs> Turn down that bass. Ed. Big Daddy. <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, if only this were a television show. I know. Oh. <laughs> and I'm drinking. From Buffalo Bills Brewery, darkest of them all, black pumpkin oatmeal stout. Was that black pimpin? I think I can't hear myself. Oh, there we go. I couldn't hear myself before. All right, that's good. Is that too loud? No, no, no. Are you good. vain? You need to hear yourself? Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm my favorite part of this. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Movement. Go ahead. <laughs> Just getting ready for next time Ed talks. Oh. I thought you were checking Facebook again. Are you, did you introduce yourself? <laughs> he did. Fully? Ed. I'm more than happy to do it again. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> it's good thing this have, is do we have another two hours? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, I'm uh, Brett Hinky. I'm drinking Booker's Bourbon that Jameson brought. What What do we know about Booker's Bourbon? It's good. It's by Jim Beam. Uncut and unfiltered. Ooh, hey, unfiltered yeah. and uncut. What are is? You, are how you, would you? Are cut you a, uncut? 
the the Gentile whiskey. Oh, in that case, I'm not uncut. No. <laughs> um, what? Uh, oh, I heard that. What? Uh, what? What makes it uncut? What does uncut mean? Like they don't put anything else in it. Water. Just... Water is what cuts booze, right? Yeah, I think that's why the flavor is a little more robust than typical whiskey. Oh, but are, are they normally cutting it then? Is that what that means? If they're if they're right. advertising that it's uncut, does that mean otherwise like they're it. they're normally cutting it with a water or maybe apple juice? Is it higher <laughs> alcohol content? <laughs> apple juice. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's higher alcohol content. Oh yeah. Yeah. So is like. It? But yeah. I, yeah, I think it means sixty-two point seven five percent alcohol. It's not as watered down. That would be one hundred and twenty-four yeah. proof. Wow, or one hundred and twenty-five and a half. Is that the other proof. way around? Get me a lighter. No, proof no, is yeah. double the double alcohol the percentage. Double. Yeah. Wait, proof so, is double? No, I thought you oh. doubled the proof to get the alcohol. No, no, no. Because like no. A, a vodka, right, is like a forty proof, right, or is it eighty proof? I think well, if an eighty proof vodka is like eighty proof. If an eighty proof forty percent vodka was one hundred and sixty percent alcohol, that would be difficult. Whoa! (laughs) I mean, Josh, that would be one hundred and six. But I guess I was thinking it was forty. I'm like, and twenty percent doesn't sound right for vodka. We know you like double, but I mean, you know, Um, my name, my name is Jeremy Spittle, Mm. and I am drinking Master of Karate Double. India Pale Ale from Aslan Beer Company. This is Ooh. up in uh, Aslan Beer. They're close, Aslan, right? Uh, yeah, Ashburn. Ashburn I yeah, think. I think it's yeah. Ashburn and Herman. Aslan makes great beer. This is um, sixteen point eight proof. Damn. <laughs> Everybody was kung fu fighting. Yeah, they were. Aslan Beer Company is. Are they C.S. Lewis fans? Is that where they got the oh, name from? I don't know. Oh. Nice, nice. How do you spell the lion from? A S L I N. Oh no no that's the dropped an S. Different is the dropped an S. They didn't want to have a double S. Didn't want to be the S S. No. Oh man. Nazi joke. Oh boy. All right. Who's this guy? Who's telling the story today? Yeah. Who is it? Yeah. This is Jameson. <laughs> wow, you sound I started so wow. excited you to be here. So upset about. So excited. Yeah. There's no Eric. We need an, an, an Hi, Eric. my name's Eric. Yeah. I'm so happy to be back. here. I can't make it today because I got waterfall slapping on my back. In the box. Yeah. Um, what, what did he bring that one day, like that meal thing, that $5 meal deal thing? Oh, from Wendy's or yeah, something? Yeah, remember that. Oh. Was it Wendy's or Popeye's? I think it was Wendy's. It was like the big box or whatever yeah. he called it. Yeah. Did he bring the like, emu? No, I, no. I had <laughs> he had the emu. That was good. That emu was, was good. That was good. No red meat here. It just needed sauce. It no. does need sauce. It needs sauce. <clears throat> Not just any sauce. B&B sauce. B&B sauce. <laughs> Brought to you by... Uh, shake it. Serve it. Slap it. Sling it. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Slap yeah. it, it does down. sound like Eric in a waterfall. All right, so I started with the Bookers, and I moved on to the Bare Knuckle Straight Rye Whiskey. And, yeah, so tonight's podcast will be slightly different. Instead of going with a straight story, we're just going to kind of go with a theme. Kind of what I wanted to, my goal with it was kind of my thoughts behind the name of the podcast, Bible on the Rocks. I mean, I know 
we do enjoy our beverages and on the rocks usually, but we are talking about the Bible, and so the Lord is our rock. And so, I mean, can you put that on the counter? It's, it's kind of many thematic though. Many Bible stories. It's a lot of different scriptures. All right, I'm out. Talk Not about there. It. <laughs> I'm out. Are you serious? No. Come on, man. Are we picking and choosing scriptures oh. here? Oh no. Oh, oh yeah. Mm. Anyway, what is a geologist's favorite drink? Oh, geologist. This is this anything is... on the rocks. Oh, nice, Brett. Yeah. Oh, did I get it? Oh. 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 Very, very thematic. You know, yeah. anything on the rocks. Uh, you nailed they, that? Like, yeah. Wow. Wait, did you guys text? <laughs> did you guys coordinate this or what? No, I just guessed it. Sorry, I ruined the joke. That's nice. no, Brett, Jameson that throws him up. It's it, awesome it, that you Brett got it. That yeah, alley was crazy. Yeah. Let's do it. That's Brett's good. just showing what off did his you intelligence. Hear, did you hear about the drunk geologist? It was like Pippin and Jordan. Yeah. Wait, uh, what was that? The did drunk. you hear about the drunk geologist? I'm looking at Brett. Uh, he couldn't get his rocks off. Well, <laughs> we all love getting our rocks off, Brett. But I mean, <laughs> I was kind of hoping that got into it a little uh, bit. Okay, uh, no, he finally hit rock bottom. He hit rock bottom. Uh, uh, he's an addict. He hit rock bottom. So, for any of our listeners, if you can't tell, tonight's. <laughs> Tonight's podcast is going to be more kind of talking about Bible on the Rocks, the name. How did how did it come about? The obvious choice is, well, we like to drink, and mm -hmm. usually we'll have something on the rocks. But I also want to kind of tie it back to we're talking about Bible stories and what the rock... <laughs> What the rock is cooking. What the rock is cooking. That's yeah. right. In 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 the Bible. <laughs> Ironically, there's quite a few references to either rocks or stones in the Bible. Um, I think they all kind of lead to that the Lord is our rock. Mm. And ultimately, the name of the podcast, I think, ties into that, but... I thought it would be fun to kind of discuss a few few of the scripture verses that talk about rocks or stones throughout the Bible. I mean, what is a rock? Are we all we're all familiar with what a rock is, but what is it kind of what an analogy does it tie to? Anybody? I'm not sure. Like you strength and like a foundation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's a solid, firm, sturdy. Kind of usually immovable, depending on the size of it. And so here's a question: Can God make a rock so big he can't move it? Ooh. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We can move mountains, can't we? Not me. I don't have enough faith. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Right, God's powerful enough. He can make something so big. It's like immensely big, but then can he make it so big that even he can't lift it? 
Hmm. Uh, I don't know. There's a ro- lot of rock in the I universe. A, I mean, yeah. So that was like a, a that was like a question. deep thoughts by Jack I Andy. Know, that, <laughs> yeah. that might be a better question if we were all yeah. stoned. Well, uh, well, rock and uh, stone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that kind of refers to prime elements used in ancient foundations and some what of the metaphors. What do you mean by prime elements? What does that mean? Stone, rock. Was kind a prime of, element like earth, wind, and fire kind of thing? Yeah, kind of like that. Like earth, water, fire. Well, I mean, like it, the last Airbender. Wind, heart. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Purple that was, uh, that was Captain Planet. Captain Planet. Oh, Thank you. I thought you were, were doing Lucky Charms. We're more on the <laughs> last I, Airbender. I yeah, needed I a, a younger Airbender. generation to get that. And one. I think Ooh. they were like a. To get Captain Planet? Yeah, that's true. Uh, Captain Planet was like 80s. I remember Captain Planet. Yeah, I remember late Captain 80s. Planet too. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, I think it was maybe early 90s. Right, well, so it, I mean, it, it's it's ancient. I, I mean, so the it's pyramids. It, it's yeah. Pyramids are made Egypt and in South America. They made giant pyramids out of rock. stone, rock. Yeah. Easter, and East, in China and in Ireland. Well, the Great yes. Wall. Oh, yeah. yeah right. and, no, no, not the Great Wall. There's pyramids in all these locations. Yeah. Which, oh, like Machu Picchu. There, there is absolutely extraterrestrial life form walking among us. Continue. <laughs> and yeah. Easter Island. Or, yeah, like, yeah you know, there's no the possible stone. way that different people could come up with the shape of a pyramid. <laughs> It has to be aliens. It Are you kidding also- me? Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> you Have you me? seen though, like the precision cuts they made on these stones? No, I'm just here's so but, here's um, here's what's wild was thousands of years before Jesus walked the earth. There's all these pyramids across the globe. Do you know like ham radios, like these extremely low voltage, low power, like you don't have to have electric. Electricity as we know it to be able to transmit radio signals. I'm allergic to this. The locations of these pyramids, the Giza pyramids, the Aztec pyramids, the Irish pyramids. Josh is all in right now. (laughs) (laughs) This is no joke, bro. So all of those are in absolute perfect location to be able to communicate with just absolute, the, the most minuscule amount of power possible. Mm. Like ham radio Whoa. stuff. Yeah, like five watt kind of around the world, bounce it off the island. Exactly, yeah, 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 exactly. Mm. Wow, way to get us off topic. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so if anybody has what? any videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Check out my YouTube. <laughs> I think Jameson's what? phone used about the same wattage as a ham radio. <laughs> I think it was creating more wattage yeah. with the movement. <laughs> If he had been near a pyramid, it would have been crystal clear. <laughs> but unfortunately, there's no pyramids in North America, I guess. Mm. North Kakalaki. Yeah. It's too bad. There should have been a, a pyramid built in Vent Hill because that's what it's known for, for yeah, the right. low yeah, frequency that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, what if communication at one like, point yeah. in time. Eat here, drink Maybe. here, fuck here. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Vent Hill Farm Station... Yeah. Well, we should explain what Vin Hill Station is for folks that don't live around here. Why don't you do that? Go. Because I'm not sure what it is. What is it? Old well, ar- it's, it's an old army base. It's, well, it's, an yeah, army it's base. the it's the uh, it's, pre- it's a precursor to NSA. It's a signals intelligence base, mm. and it Great. played a uh, played a key role in World War Two. Yeah, where I thought it was, thought it was they, Cold War. No, where they. They intercepted a communication. Well, World from the War, the Japanese. Cold War basically started right after World War Two. So, yeah. 
Well, yeah, it, they inter <laughs> intercepted a communication between the Japanese ambassador and Germany talking about where um, the forces are of Germany. And so the British, the Allied forces, were able to figure out where they needed to go, Normandy, where they wouldn't mm. like, come across that. And that's ultimately kind of what led to the defeat in nice. World War II. Did we just lose some subscribers? <laughs> <laughs> no, they were also big, though, on the... Only um, if they're German. Wow. So Honestly, if we did, it's on the like... Soviet um, one is communicating back to you mean but yeah I'm uh, I, <laughs> da. I, oh. should check out the uh, Cold War Museum at Vin Hill before yeah. before there, it was cool. before it was the uh, make sure you that, wear a jacket place it was like a farm and the guy was yeah. into like ham radio stuff right. and, and he was picking up weird signals and got in touch with the military and that's why they set up the base there but yeah. there's like some crazy thing about you can get signals there in that location. Yeah, is it like yeah. it's like the island of Lost or something? It's like that island yes. of Lost. Yeah, it's exactly. but I mean, it kind of ties to the polar bear. Push the button. A, yeah, four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two. Yeah, but I mean, ultimately, never loses weight. Even though there's no numbers. Yeah, I might be right. Ultimately, it might tie into what they're talking about with the pyramids. Though there's certain areas on the Earth mm -hmm. where the magnetic field at may act a certain way and certain things can happen. And, the and only, they're made of what? And the only possible explanation is aliens. No, or so Jesus. The best Jesus. Or Jesus. Or Jesus. <laughs> the, okay. the Bible. It could be um, Tower of Babel. <laughs> is that after these people all built pyramids and then mm. God came down and scattered them, like I can't they brought their pyramid building capabilities all around the world when they got scattered. Yes. That's yeah, not bad. I, like I don't believe party, that story, man. but <laughs> I kind of like that. That's pretty good. We should, we should, you should tell the story of the Tower of Babel. Oh, next. I would like oh, to hear the Tower right. of Babel. Yes. Yeah, mm. I have a scathing review of that story. Yeah, I'd love yes. to hear. <laughs> oh, a review of it. Oh, yes. Yeah. What are you like, the Gene Siskel of the Bible yes. now? I'd be like, <laughs> Two thumbs down. down. <laughs> Who's your Eber? Pretty much when people ask me about the Bible, I say, after the Tower of Babel, I think it's really good. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, oh, wow. So the pyramids what, what are made. What happens next? Yeah. No, what happens next? And <laughs> <laughs> the overall picture of things, rock signifies like strength, steadiness, uh, yeah. Yeah. durability. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Jesus is our rock, right? And he sure. rolls our blues away. <laughs> he is solid. To the Christians. Firm. Mm. Yes, to, to Christians for sure. But who is Jesus' rock? I'm probably jumping ahead. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sturdy and unbreakable, right? Yeah. So um, there's a few scriptures that I want to kind of go over and um, that Let's talk about the rock. So, mm -hmm. okay. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, and whom I trust. Mm. Psalms. Mm -hmm. The horn of my salvation, my mm -hmm. high tower. That's Psalm 18. Nice. Second Samuel talks about, for who is God but the Lord who is my rock except for God? In Deuteronomy, for the rock is not as our rock, our enemies are by themselves. For their rock is not our rock, our enemies are by themselves. Ecclesiastes 3 says, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. I kind of think of this like gathering stones back then was kind of creating 
their homes, building altars, wa- altars, mm-hmm. creating protection, building walls, and killing then, giants, and then a time Ooh. to cast away stones. That well, single. that's well, yeah, we're getting five. to there. No, oh, we're sorry, getting to there. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> sorry, my bad. Jeez. Don't come on. You man. said jump wow. in whenever I want. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> he did. I know. He did say jump in. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, jump in, but not right now. <laughs> not with if that. You have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like a time <laughs> to cast the outline. So a time to cast away stones is uh, kind of, to me, kind of. I think of the wall of Jericho crumbling down. You know, we use. Mm-hmm. Stones to build up walls, but then walls can crumble. And the Lord assisted with that. And I think back then when they thought there was a threat of um, somebody coming into their land, they would cast stones into the the fields to kind of ruin them for anybody invading groups and stuff like that. Scorched earth kind of thing? Yeah, so it's kind of like castaway stones. If you've ever tried to plow... A field full of stones. Stones, yeah. You would know. I have not I've tried not, to plow a yeah. field full of stones. Have you? It sucks. Oh. Like no, I haven't. Oh. But I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because but, my, my but yard I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> <laughs> my yard, I found plenty of stones, and I have a whole fire pit representing it. Because those all, are all from your yard. Those are all from wow. the yard. Yeah. Oh, man, he gathered those stones. I gathered them. Yeah. <laughs> that was a time to put stones. Yeah, it was a time, to, put gather yeah, a, was a time a to gather for a fire pit. Those I are probably see magic stones since they're in Van Hill also. Yeah. Oh, I, just gave, oh. I just gave away where you live. So yeah, you did. <laughs> if you had put them in a pyramid form, <laughs> right. you still <laughs> <Yeah>. can. <laughs> when I go to Jameson's house, I'm like, no way this is man-made. <laughs> 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 that's got to be from an alien. It, it's almost it's almost like Stonehenge. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It is. Yes. Uh, the lawn chairs. <laughs> the <Whoa>. lawn chairs. <laughs> yeah. Evenly spaced. Yeah, now. Uh, the evenly spaced Adirondack. Right. They, li- they line up at the equinox. Like, yeah. Right. Right through. <laughs> it only requires five watts of power. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Uh, Jameson, can I come what to your place next? sometime? Huh? Can I come to your place sometime? I'd like to experience this. <laughs> You've never been to Jameson's Just place Just don't before? break any of your kids' limbs. He, he is, there. yeah. His kids break their <laughs> arms when they oh, come around. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 that's true. <laughs> that's because they question the aliens. And like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was not a And hammock. we don't have was, any of Jameson that. Jameson was like, you don't question how the dare aliens. you? How dare you? Yeah. Yeah. What happens next, Jameson? Yeah, what happens next? What happens next? We really need to have oh, an boy. alien episode. Oh my god! I tried. Oh, we were going to do Ezekiel, Ezekiel a wheel of fire, a wheel in the sky, wheel in the sky. Yeah, journey. Yeah, the wheel Steve Perry. The sky. So a few more, a few okay. more scriptures. Oh. Sorry, All right. sorry. <laughs> I know I'm rambling on here. He only has ten more pages. Uh, okay. <laughs> in Isaiah 51, it says, "Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock for which you were hewn, and the quarry from which you were dug." Mm. And in Isaiah 33, it says, He will dwell on the heights. The place of defense will be the fortress of rocks. His bread will be given to him. His water will be sure. I kind of like this imagery because um, in any battle, in any movie, um, the fortress is usually built up high on the rocks. You have 
good visibility. You're able to kind of scope out any of your enemies. So I kind of like, you know, that the rock is associated with that. I just watched Lord of the Rings Two Towers again with my yeah. kids over the weekend. Ugh, and both so Edoras, which is the Rohan city in the middle of the field, also high up on the rocks, and then Helm's Deep, amazing yeah. fortress. That's a great... So Isaiah, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah. <laughs> That's how they Zaya. pronounce yeah. it in the A and E. Isaiah twenty-eight, Isaiah. Uh, therefore, thus says the Lord: Behold, I am the one who has laid as a foundation of Zion a stone, a mm. tested stone, a precious cornerstone of a sure foundation. Whoever believes in me, not be in haste. And I kind of like this because cornerstones kind of are important for a lot of construction. When you see a lot of buildings, they have this cornerstone. It's kind of like this is this is the area that kind of is supporting the whole rest of the structure. It holds it all together. Yeah. yeah. And, and I believe that that's what God is doing is kind of holding this all together. It's like the, the keystone in an arch. Yeah. Mm. Well, isn't, isn't there a passage in, um, I think it's in one of the Peters where, man, I should have been drinking Peter's keystone tonight. Peter. See, this is what I'm talking about. Uh, I, <laughs> I even texted you, don't drink bourbon tonight. Don't drink that 16,000%. Um, keystone, man. Keystone. 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 Do they even make keystone anymore? Yeah, bro. Oh. <laughs> You're just yeah, too bro. rich to go to any places that have it. Somebody had a big Eric's spot in there. Man. <laughs> nice. Whoa. <laughs> feel some hand right, radio well, vengeance. That coming. did feel I feel I feel like I need to ask That's for your going forgiveness. Way back. <laughs> All the ham radio shit you got, deliver yeah. that. Yeah. Deliver that hard. You don't need to. We gotta go in the wayback machine and go to back to that. Yeah. Dude, live that hard like a rock. But wait, you were you were making a point though in which 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 uh, Peter? Which, yeah, in one of the Peters. I don't. Which also what, means I forgot rock. what we were. I think even you were talking gonna talk about. about I, I, told, I was af- I was gonna maybe mention something similar, but I was afraid that I would be preempting. Oh, where the we cornerstone. Were going. Yes, the cornerstone. One of one one of the Peters. I think it's First Peter, but. He talks about, like, you know, we're being built into the temple. Like, we are the living stones. That's his mm-hmm. passage in First mm-hmm. Peter. Mm. You know, but Christ is the cornerstone that sort of links us all together. That's what I was going to say. Well, it's funny because there was one quote from Isaiah, I think, where he talked about we were all being hewn from stone. And you know what Peter means? Yeah, it's you know what Isaiah means? 51. Too soon, yep. too soon. Too soon. Oh, too soon? Oh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We already talked about it. Isaiah 51. Look to the rock from which you were hewn. Yeah, there and you the go. quarry which you were dug. Yeah. yeah. So we are all... Yeah. But you're saying there's in, in the temple. Okay. Well, and didn't Jesus say that he's the cornerstone that the Pharisees stubbed their toe on or whatever, or something like that? Yeah, yeah, and, and the like temple that. comes into play. Yeah, in, in a bit. That who's, who stubs their toe? The Pharisees. Pharisees. Yes, something like that. Well, in Leviticus twenty six mm. says, "You shall not make idols for yourselves, or erect, or erect an image or pillar, and you shall not set up a figured <laughs> stone in your land to bow down to it. I am the Lord your God." Which I kind of find. Ooh, so stones are bad sometimes. Yeah, I, that's. Yeah, what, I, I'm like sometimes? the stones. Stones. 
be carved like, to look like other the Lord gods is our stone, yeah. but it could be used against us. Is yeah, in false yeah. idols, they create. They use the stones to create false idols. But God, God is like a stone, but He's not actually a stone. That's the whole thing. With well, no, I know it's yeah. an analogy. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. don't worship the don't worship creation. Don't worship mm. the stones. Don't actual worship actual the stones. Yeah, don't yeah. worship stones. No. And I mean, this, I mean, they're a good band, but not they're not that good. I mean, and th- this next topic mm. is kind of questionable. <laughs> it's never been kind of talked about in the Bible, but I. For me, I feel like it could be a possibility where um, Cain and Abel, like, you know, Cain kills his brother. Mm -hmm. It never really describes what happens and how it happens. But for me, they're out in like a field. And I just feel that maybe a stone was involved. Oh, like, you like, beat him over the rock. Yeah, or? that's kind of how I feel it might have gone down. Mm. What was the, the movie with Jack Black where it was something like <clears throat> BC or AD or something like that? You remember? Oh, uh, Year One or AD something? Year one or something. AD, yeah. yeah, that's the yeah. one. Exactly. Close. Something, yeah, something like, like that. that. Yeah. And, kill somebody and in the movie, he, hit, he kills him with a stone. Yeah, right? I mean. Which is, it's got to be like relatively scripturally accurate. <laughs> if it's Jack Black, it's meant, definitely got to be. Jack Black, I thought you were going to talk about School of Rock. <laughs> oh, <laughs> School yes. of Rock. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I imagine you're you're out in the field and like, you have this like jealous hatred for your brother because he's recognized and you're kind of looking, well, what can I do? And there's like a rock laying in the field. Like I can totally imagine that happening. Mm. Mm. Not proven. Not saying it happened. Sense, though, but I mean, I can. I, they're like similar, but I, but I age feel and size. It'd be hard to like wrestle your brother down, and choke him to death. Yeah, so you need something. To, right, right. And before right. they were like weapons. Right, there were bludgeoning. Yeah, right. instruments. Stones. And so I feel mm. kind of like it's an important part of the Bible being the first murder. Ever and maybe it, maybe it was done by stone, no. you know. First one a rock. recorded, yeah, yeah. <laughs> first recorded, <laughs> yeah. First recorded. What, um, <laughs> what's the difference between a rock and a stone? Jesus. Well, is this a joke? In my <laughs> it's not a joke. I'm no, just, no. Just, in this in this sense, serious. I'm yeah. I feel like a stone comes from a river, rock, and stone. it's yeah, really a bit. <laughs> Well, <laughs> this is just my take. I don't know. know. My point in this podcast is they're both synonymous. That you know, like rock, stone. We're kind of talking about the same Bible thing. on the stones. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, that sounds so great. That's why we went with that name. Yeah. Bible, yeah. On Bible on the stones. Yeah, thank you yeah. for joining us for this episode of Bible on the Stones. <laughs> so, do, do we have that URL also? No. You should no. probably get it really Someone's quick. totally undercut us with another podcast called Bible on the Stones. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to get more famous than us. Trust Ooh. me, the, their production value will be better than this. <laughs> what was the name we were Bible on the Stones? What would be the difference we between, go yeah, with like bourbon Bible? Bourbon Bible. Bourbon. We were going to go with the bourbon the rocks Bible. rocks and the stones. There's a lot of people getting stoned in the Bible. Yes. Well, we're, yeah, we're going to get to that too. Okay. Oh, okay. Thank, you. Oh, Every, thank you. I'm just confused because Bob, so like Bob Dylan was a theologian, Isaiah, though. But too. then we went back to Leviticus. So is there a. 
There's no continuity. No, man. Okay. Come on, Josh. I've been thinking about all day. Well, not all day. At the moment, now, right I now, I we're tonight. I was like, this oh, is a different experience. Must get stoned. We got to figure that. Yeah. out. this is out. a yeah. Joshua. This is a thematic Joshua. experience. Yeah, yeah. Thematic. Right now, we're trying to get through Bob Dylan. Everybody parts in the Bible where yeah, Bob Dylan stones was like is in more of a positive connotation, theology. and then we'll get to <laughs> the, the stony. Everybody must get stoned. Okay, yeah. we didn't join the negative right now when you <laughs> talked about it as the first murder weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Good point. Yeah. Oh man, what happens next? <clears throat> Let's be honest, Kane. No, I was saying Cain deserved it. But he was the murderer. I mean, Abel deserved it. Nobody liked Abel. Yeah, but th- Abel was this cool. was theor- this <laughs> the hell, dude. This was theoretical. Was cool. It was never proved in court that he used the stones. Right, so, right. I mean, yeah. But, well, the question yeah, is, but- did Abel provoke him by being there and running around with? No, I'm just kidding. Women. I, you know what? Abel, Abel was probably like me, 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 me. God likes me. Apparently, not wasn't like able you. to defend himself. Oh, <laughs> there's he the got word. rocked yeah. by his brother. Uh. Oh. <laughs> wow, save those for that that story. Jeez. Which story? Cain and Abel. Uh, no, we already no, did no, the no, no, story. No, 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 no. We're all in Endor. <laughs> but oops. The witch. <laughs> Which story? Yes. Which story did we do? Oh. <laughs> the witch in Endor. The witch in Endor. Yes. Jameson. Okay. What happens in <laughs> Matthew 4? Oh, here we go. Matthew it, 4. Matthew here 4 we go. talks about Jesus will, was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, if you are the Son of God, command these stones... Mm. To become loaves of bread, but the answer it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Nice. I just did this with youth group like three weeks ago. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. Did you? I have no extra so, insight. No. no. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's <laughs> You're like the spiritual leader here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> it can be scary out in the desert. Because of all the sand witches. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> no, but it's funny. It is great. No way it makes sense. That was good. In Matthew- no, wait. It's you're the bull. <laughs> no, it's got to be your, your bull. bull. It's your bull. Because no, it's your dog. Oh. It's your sand dog. Dog witches. in the fight. In Matthew 27, it's kind of the death of Christ. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split. And by the way, that was the Easter, I mean, no, not Easter, that was the the Halloween episode we were going to do, which is the next verse, is about how then dead people just rise up and walk around like zombies. Uh, yeah, yeah, but we didn't do it. We didn't do it. We'll save it for next, next year. Next, yeah. next time. We'll record it now, and we'll have it ready by then. <laughs> Remember we were going to yeah, do that great yeah, joke. We, that was a great joke by Jameson. The, that was the best one. We had like multiple, yeah, and then we did all the one of, holiday one of, intros. One of Jameson's strokes. <laughs> one of his strokes, strokes of genius. Oh, <laughs> did I have a stroke while I was saying it? I don't know. So what happens next? Finally, we're getting to Matthew 7. Matthew 7. And ultimately, seven. ultimately in my mind, kind of this familiar. is what comes about when I was thinking Bible on the Rocks. Mm-hmm. It's the parable of the wise and foolish builder. Yeah. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, floods came, winds blew, beat on the house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine 
and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, floods came, winds blew, and beat against that house, and it fell. And it was, and great was the fall of it. Ultimately, I kind of think about, like, in modern day now, like, are there some examples of... Is that rain? I got it's the piss. waves. I'll be right back. Uh, oh, lovely. Man. Wow. I'm losing everybody. Okay. I'm good. Wait, I like this. This That sounds like a good start, though. Where are we going? No, in, in modern day, like, think about areas where disasters have happened and, and where they have built on. Like, mm. like, I was less about sand and rock, but more about building above or below sea level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I yeah, exactly. Tell New, me, New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's what I had in my mind. Uh, yeah, but that's New, where sand would be. It'd be down near the water level. That's probably it, true. Yeah, because the whole thing's a delta. That's the whole thing's sand, a delta. Right? Yeah, and ultimately, I was talking about uh, also Florida. Florida is mm-hmm. mostly sand. They have the sinkholes that happen all the time. Right, right. You know, these massive. All of a sudden, things happen and things drop down. And and then also the Outer Banks, like, you know, people are building all these houses, all these big houses along the Outer Banks. And then, like, you know, a hurricane storm comes up and, and they're all wrecked. And it's like, is that really want to, is that really where you want your, like, place to be is built out on these areas that could totally be destroyed by some storm. They're not secure. They're not built on I'll be honest, rock. I, I would love to have a beach house at the Outer Banks. I uh, know you would, and then you would love to pay the insurance for them. For... But you got to sell it before <laughs> climate change hits. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then that too stuff late. in Onslow County late. Yeah, money, because that's where the new ocean will be. I, I would Oslo also County. love that's like, like a the, cabin up in, in the mountains that's in built there. on rocks. So, I mean, yeah, I would like that. Welcome to the Rock. I just wanted to work that in somehow from uh, when they go the to Rock, the Rock, the movie with oh uh, yeah, uh, Alcatraz, Alcatraz, yeah, yeah. and uh, Sean Connery, Nicholas Cage, Sean Connery, yeah. Nicholas Cage, great, great movie. Yeah, it is yeah. before Nicholas Cage went off the rails. R.I.P. Sean Connery. Yes, was Ed Harris in that too? Yes, was he, he the was. bad guy? He was yeah, the, I mean, he was the misunderstood guy. I would he think. was the misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> misunderstood. <laughs> He just wanted to use chemical weapons. On yeah, people. I mean, he's a marine he's general who got screwed over. So I mean, yeah, imagine that the government screwing somebody over. Yeah, <laughs> can't imagine. Can't, can't believe that happens. Okay, Jameson. So what happens idea, now? But parable is talking about building on the teachings of the example of Jesus. Yeah, and him being our rock, and then. The floods and the wind and the waves is really metaf- metaphorically talking about the things we deal with in our life every day, the confrontations, deaths, loss of relationships, stress, anxiety, and other sin in our lives. But because w- with our faith in the Lord and we're founded on the rock, we have a steadfastness in his doctrine and believe his truths, and we're able to get through these struggles even when the devil devil is plotting against us. It's kind of nice. where I was going with that. <clears throat> nice. So I thought, when I read this, I thought about, um, like, the seen and unseen 
So you could have like a really nice beach house, but it could it could wash away. Yeah. Or you could have something that's not as nice but has a really strong foundation. So like there's the the part you see mm. that looks really nice that that maybe you're attracted to, but if it doesn't have a good foundation, ultimately it won't last. And and then I I kind of put that in the context of maybe like the the Pharisees or other teachers at the time, right? Like they they had outwardly, right? They looked they they, they, they wore the, the special clothes. The, they had a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They had a facade, but they didn't have the true kind of foundational understanding of of what God was trying to do. They had the law, which was all which was in a lot of ways the law. I mean, if if you grew up in the time in the A and E and were Jewish, like the law is kind of like what separates your people and makes you very unique. But the law was all about like this external action and stuff. And then Jesus is saying, no, what we're really about is, but is I grace, and I'm fulfilling it. The Pharisees made it about that external action. They made it about like you have to do this to be forgiven, or you have to do that to be right with God, or you have to uh, follow these procedures on the Sabbath, or you're you're sinning, and it's it's really bad, and God hates you. But then God, but then uh, God or Jesus points to the verses about like God. God basically wants your heart. He wants a change of your heart, right? Right. And so all this, all this exterior stuff doesn't mean anything because it's not based on anything, except that we think doing these right things or these these outward things that everybody can see. So that's what I thought of right. when I read this. <clears throat> I agree. Like it's it's why legalism is attractive, right? Because it's easier to get a set of rules to follow than it is to change, like your heart orientation to do what's right. And that's when they ask Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And he goes back to the very beginning. He says, you know, love the God, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and strength. I think that's the three. And love your neighbor as yourself. And all the other rules go back to those. That's the, like, that's it. Like, that, those core things is, is all you need. And if you understood that well enough, there would be no need for all the other rules. All the other rules right, are, yeah. come because you guys don't really get that. And I think in, a little bit in defense of the Pharisees, you know, what's written in the law, like, so they add to it with the Talmud and other things and their own, like, legalism. But if you read, like, the original, like, Leviticus and Numbers and stuff like that, and they write down, and the Lord said, and a bunch of very strict rules. So, I mean, I could see why they were a little bit pushed that way. So it's a good thing Jesus came to sort of explain sure. what it was supposed to be. But then the other thing was, like, their life was the law. And so it's not like everyone agreed on it either. They're, they were constantly talking about interpreting it. So, yes. so then you then you enter a new form of like messing it up, right? So right. As, as God gave us this law, oh, now we've got to interpret it the right way. And so the really strict interpretations are like you've got to do X, right. Y, and Z, all these things. Right. And but they, they twisted, like lawyers. They twisted yeah. the law so. to benefit themselves. Sure. Yeah, people right. do. Well, and they put themselves in a position of power to say, the law is vague, and I'm going to explain it to you, so you have to come to me. It's kind of similar to the Catholic Church, right? I mean, the idea that this, like, group or, of, or, or a lot the Protestant. Of, oh, actually, it's true. Or, or a lot of churches, churches, basically. That's yeah. true. Most churches, I guess, in general. But the idea that someone has to be a, a barrier to you or a, or a bridge, if you will, like, uh, between you and God to interpret for you because you can't handle it kind of idea. How did we get here from... Rocks. It was the scene always, and unseen. The way we always do. It was the scene oh, and unseen. Okay. The foundation, yeah. and and so you could have a foundation that's really really strong, and a horrible looking building, but that's going to outlast something with a beautiful facade, but a horrible foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. There you go. 
What do you think, Ed? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, sorry, I was making a a list for the supermarket. (laughs) (laughs) I think I need a drink. Oh, what do you want? This bare knuckle is delicious, by the way. Yeah. You want some what were, what, uh, just the bare knuckle is really good. It, yeah. It's really smooth. What was on his shopping list? Probably fruity pebbles. Yes. I don't think you tried that one yet. <laughs> oh, did I not? Well, What's maybe the, I should try uh, that. Yeah. All right. Bold rock cider. Hit him oh, with a double. Oh, oh you're talking oh. about um, Frankenberry? Thank you. Frankenberry. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, now I, they only sell it two weeks out of the year. I know, but also opened the door to just great. Yeah. Is my grocery list not private? No, not I didn't anymore. Say. Yeah, I've completely forgotten what the story is already. <laughs> no We're talking about <laughs> stones, stones rocks. rocks. It's topical, right. so we'll say this. Mm-hmm. So, as we've been talking tonight, one of the things that came up for me was the sense of like, what are the values that drive you to do the things that you do? And for some folks, those values align directly with Jesus and Scripture. For some folks, those values connect directly with perhaps the Pauline teachings or whatever, or with other religious quote-unquote teachings. But what was interesting to me is just the sense of like, not everybody actually accepts or understands what their guiding values are. So some folks go throughout life and they don't pay attention to like, what is it that matters? I mean, they just go through life, right? And so what I preach about, appreciate about the conversation tonight, talking about rocks, like what's your foundation, if you will, is like kind of connecting back to, all right, what are the values that drive me to make the decisions that I make, the behaviors that I enact in the world, and then the results that I produce? When I'm thinking about the rock and the stone and all that, from a Christian perspective, understanding that that we're pretty much speaking about Jesus being the cornerstone or the rock that we build our, build our lives upon. When I was a young like college student, I remember having like this whole crisis of faith because I remember like I always felt like an imposter, you know, in the Christian circles because it felt like everyone knew what they were talking about and I didn't understand a, a word of what people were saying, but I acted like I did. And I remember like our college campus had a dean a, a uh, chaplain who lived on campus and and he liked me and I liked him and, you know I, I was a musician so I like would lead worship and stuff like that but I didn't know what I was doing and and one night I just like banged on his door and I'm just like having this crisis moment I'm weeping I, I, I just don't like it's this existential moment and I said, I don't know what it means to give my life to God. I don't know what it means to give my problems to God. I don't know what it means whenever, you know, people say, just give it to God. I don't know what that means. Because, you know, like I was in all these circles and, and everyone just said it like it was, you're, everyone knows what that means. Just, just, just give it to God. It. Just it's do Nike. it. Just do it. Just give it to God. Oh, Lord Jesus, I know exactly what you mean in this moment. Mm. You know, <laughs> like, no, that wasn't me. I mean, I, I pretended, you know, and finally, like, I just crumbled because I had no clue what, what I was even talking about. And I don't remember what he said. He was, he was a great guy. He probably gave me great advice. But um, as, as I've 
gone on and, and looked at what, what it means to build my life on, on the rock or on, on Jesus, like I, I found that it means the, the principles of Jesus that are expressed in Jesus. You know, again, we were talking about this earlier, like, you know, the word of God versus the scriptures, you know, and understanding that Jesus is the word of God. It's become so much easier now for me to understand that all that Jesus is, not only his teachings, but his lifestyle. I think the hardest, the, 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 the biggest element that prevents us from being able to understand his teachings and his lifestyle is the scriptures. I think the scriptures are like the the biggest barrier for us to understand the simplicity of what Jesus shows us. Yeah. So like, thanks. Okay. That was great. Can I suggest our closing question Ooh. that we all answer? <laughs> oh yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So like we typically, we got four more pages of rock. Is there more rocks? Four more pages of rock. We are, we missed all that. So can we get to Peter? ultimately, <laughs> ultimately what I wanted what to Peter? say is Petra. That Cephas. Is that, Cephas. Uh, Cephas. Is it Cephas? We talked Cephas, about Cephas. several different uh, references about Bible and the rocks. And other than the ice that's cooling down our drinks. Ooh. Isis? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the terrorist group or the group that, that rounds up immigrants and gets... Yeah. yeah which, which Isis are we talking about? I, I, just, I just want it to be known... That I am anything but a rock. I am unstable, insecure, faltering, movable, and feel more like a feather. But when I place my faith in Jesus, the rock, he grounds me, provides stability, and saves me from being blown away and lost forever. Nice. Nice. Jameson, I lava you. Yeah. (laughs) So so we had all these talks about, like, the rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give so, your get. Yeah, I want to hear. So, so my question is like, I'd like to hear all everyone's perspective yep. on what it means. Like, you know, so again, imagine like this: me as a college student banging on the door of the the chaplain's uh, house, saying, "What does it mean to be a rock?" Everyone is talking about building my life on the rock. What the hell does that even mean? Hmm. I would say, dude, just be cold, man. Just be cold. <laughs> cold. <laughs> oh, just oh, be cold. Um, wow. For me, and I want to go before anybody else goes because I don't want to, like, I agree with everything. I agree with Josh what says. they said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, smart. Well done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, so... In college, I didn't go to like a Christian college or anything like that. I went to Virginia Tech. And I, so I grew up in the church. I grew up going to church every Sunday. You know, my dad would take us. And I still go to the same church. It's probably a huge mistake. But, no way. <laughs> we're there. We're there. I, I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have met you if you didn't go there. Yeah. True. True. That's what he's. <laughs> but when I stay, because now I know Josh. Yeah, exactly. When I went to college, I I didn't go to church. 
like maybe once, maybe once in the six years I went to college and still don't have a degree. <laughs> so it, it, for me, it, it's it's not like a college age thing. It's it's like a beyond college thing. It's a matter of going back to the faith that I thought I had when I was a kid because I went to church every Sunday. And I went to Sunday school, and I learned about God, and I learned about Jesus. So believing, believing that I knew who Jesus was and who God was as a kid, and then carrying that into college, but not really continuing my faith in college, but then after college, going back to church and continuing that journey – eventually getting to the point where where i i think i understand god and jesus and christ a little bit better now than i did then because i've gone through a lot more life since then so as far as a, a rock goes i do have to give my dad some credit for taking me to church every sunday as a kid because that provided the foundation. I may not have known who God and Jesus were at that time, and I probably still don't, but at least I have a better understanding uh, because there was that foundation that was given to me as a child. All right. I'm going to go next because I have the same fear of other people taking my answers. Um, <laughs> so I agree with Josh. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. So I had a similar thing. I grew up in the church, and my family is very religious. But um, I actually stopped going to church for a long time because I felt like I was – I didn't want to be a hypocrite going to church but living a sinful life. And so I kind of withdrew. And I also had a little bit of a crisis of faith also. But I actually thought I knew everything. And I thought it was like really cut and dry, black and white. I had like an airtight worldview as like a teenager who was like, this is the way the world is. I'm just not living up to it. I, but I understand it completely. And it was actually later that I sort of understood there's a lot more gray, but that's okay. And I tried to and, – and I struggled with this idea of looking at Jesus. I was like – I don't know how to live a regular life while being a follower of Jesus. I feel like I should either abandon everything physical and earthly and just wait for the rapture and sort of preach or something or just reject the entire thing. And I didn't understand like where, cause I felt like looking at the scripture, there was this, this like these extreme examples of what it meant to be living life as a Christian because Everything we wrote down at that time were about the people who were like thinking imminently Jesus was returning and the world was ending. And so then, but I had this like sort of understanding. I think I came to finally, both through personal sort of struggle, struggle in prayer and a little bit of like supernatural intervention, I think, on God's part. But there was like this idea like, okay, no, I'm, I totally believe that this is like there is a God and this is real. And so I shouldn't be running from this because I don't think I'm behaving right. And it was actually Brett who told me, like, sinners, go to church. That's what we do. Like, you should not come because you think you're a bad person. Everybody's a bad person. And then so I started going to church again. And um, But this, like, sense of, like, well, you know, I can have my, my doubts, my concerns, my questions, all those things. But back to the core, like, just try to be a good person. 
understand God's there, recognize his majesty and him as the creator, recognize Jesus died for my sins, and then just try to live it like as nice, not nice, that's the wrong word, but like in reflection of that, understanding that as much as possible by being, trying to do those basic like love your neighbor as yourself, love God, but like within the constraints of like a normal life, just sort of, and actually back, I know we talked about this a bunch here, but also recognizing that God doesn't want you to necessarily suffer like there might be suffering that comes from your faith, but but the world isn't supposed to be a prison and a horrible place. You can have a good time and enjoy relationships with other people and enjoy the sort of the pleasure of the world and all these things and just <laughs> have a good time while you're here doing the right thing. That's, so that's my feeling about what it likes to live on the rock is to just know that God's there and know that Jesus died for you and you have the redemption and to be loving and merciful as much as you can to other people the way that's been given to you, which I fall short of, but I try. Uh, so has anybody seen, um, so, well, so it, when I was in college, if someone had done that, I think I would have tried to act like I know all the answers and I would have been like, or here's what it means to be on the rock. And then that probably would have been useless for that person. Some things never change. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I think now, so one thing that struck me recently, has anybody watched the, the chosen yet? It's this uh, television show. It's on the it's on the app, and it's about Jesus and, and the the disciples. The app? There's an the app. The Bible on the Rocks There's app. There's an app for it. I just heard about this last weekend. Yeah. I've not seen it. Well, you should watch it. Like, it's, is that Apple Plus? No. So it's not on any streaming service. It has an app called The Chosen. Oh, it's its own. own app. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can watch it on Tubi. <clears throat> I watch it on Tubi. Okay. The first season, but it's or be- not Tubi. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where he was going. That was good. I watched it on. Funny. I watched it on three B, man. Three. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have three beers, and then it looks really good. It looks pretty good, eh? Three beers looks good, eh? Um, I, I literally just heard about this last weekend. Yeah, it's amazing. It's beautiful. But um, so anyway, so I think where I might be now is uh, so basically it's it's the it's. Right now, it's it's the gospel story, Jesus calling the disciples, but there's um, a lot of a background, right? So they do some – there's stuff like – it's it's fictionalized. Here's other things that happen around it because not every single thing that happened is in the, in the gospels. And so, like, here's what Peter may have been going through. But anyway, there's a scene with James and John, and this is probably in the gospels where it's it, – you know, Jesus is telling parables – the disciples expect, or the the whole Jewish people expect the Messiah to be someone that's going to free them from the Romans. Jesus is doing something completely different. He's defying the authorities, all this stuff. And and there's this conversation between James and John. And, sons of Thunder. Yeah. Sons of Thunder. And, um, and they're like, I don't understand what we're doing. I understand what Jesus is saying. And then James says something that I think is really great. He's like, I don't either. And Jesus says... We're not always going to understand it. Some people aren't going to understand what I'm saying. And James just says, but right now I'm just trying to follow. And so that really struck me because I think the hubris that I probably used to have when I was younger that I can understand this stuff. I just don't think I can always. And so I think now if someone came and knocked on my door and asked me what does it mean to base my life upon the rock, I would say I'm not sure. I can tell you what I think, but why don't we look at what Jesus says and try to figure it out together? And that's that would be my answer now, I think. That's a great answer. And I think that's we also a great answer. I think we lack 
the humility that I Jesus hate showed. That answer. <laughs> <laughs> I hate right? that answer. A, a <laughs> core element of Christianity is humility. Yet we act like we f-ing know everything, which is so not humble, right? So it's like that idea is a great thing, and I think as a culture too, we've lost the idea of the value of humility. And in like our our sort of society and you know politics, I'm and humble else. to be an American. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but also think of like like why would you take someone that's struggling with something and act like they've done something wrong, right? Because they're struggling with a question and act like they should know. And that's what I I did that crap in college, man. And I just I looked down on high school too. It's just like really you can't figure this out. So obvious. What's wrong with you? And then looking back, I'm like I'm so I was so stupidly arrogant. (laughs) Like (laughs) I can think of like I can think of a real example. I was at this coffee house with a bunch of my friends, and we're all Christians. And there was Mm. these new folks that had like been nearly newly converted or something, and they're sitting there reading the Bible, talking together, and they're like, "Oh, did you know it says this?" And my response was like, yeah, yeah, I totally knew that said that. Instead of being like, yeah, that's really, you know, like could have been, that's really cool, right? right. I mean, <laughs> that's awesome that you guys are asking that question. Or I could have sat down and just said like, oh, yeah, here's what I read or here's something else I thought and engaged them. But instead, I was just like, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I know, like what a jerk. Seriously. Yeah. I'm embarrassed that, that, but so anyway. That that's my answer. We're, we're in uh, and like, the other two guys left. <laughs> I, I, th- I think Jameson might have actually left the property. No, really? I, th- I think he might be gone completely. Yeah, he's gone. Jameson's gone. Seriously? He was like, I had four more pages. You guys did not let me talk to on oh. my Google search of rock in the Bible. Come sit down, Samantha. <laughs> Wait, so Jameson rolled out? Yeah. Rolled out. Come sit down. You got a mic. Wait, right I got Come my on. twin Glock 40s cocked back. Oh, yeah. put, you, put your headset on. Ludicrous. Put the headset on. Sorry. Did he tell you why he was leaving? He's got to uh, work in the morning. Drunk? He's got to get up at like Ooh, four. That's not a great reason to go leave. Oh, man, it's been a long time since I've had that headphone. <laughs> hey, girl, what's up? <laughs> No, All right, because Ed's got to come back and answer the question, and then Brent gets to answer it, and then Brent asked the question. I know, but he, he gets the answer still. Yeah, no, right. the the asker is not obligated to answer. Guess who's back? Back again. Ed Edward's is back. back. <laughs> Tell a <up> friend. <laughs> so, so the question is is posed in a way like to somebody who doesn't have a clue about Christianese. Yeah. Okay. Like if, if we're if we're trying to talk about like mm-hmm. what does it mean to build your your like center your entire life around some sort of foundation of strength. Well, even So Christians. basically it was, it's little Brent in college. Me. He little comes knocking on the little door. Me. He's like, what is this always life about? Hola, soy Brentito. He's like He's like Ed I don't understand what this means to build my life upon a rock. Can you help me? How would you answer, little Brent, little college I'm Brent? Sorry. Could you do that again for the gram? No, that was, yeah, that was <laughs> so good. That was a live show only. Oh yeah. man, everyone! I, I'm still. I, let me do. You don't get to make fun of the guests. I'm still a guest. Uh, no, you're not. This no, is only no. my fourth time. I'm still a guest. I'm not on the group chat. Okay. Oh, yeah. Until I'm on the group chat, oh, you will 
until I'm on the group chat, I'm a guest. You don't get to make fun of me like that. I'm I'm gonna, all right, let me I'm let me redo you it right now. You like encourage me I'm and build me up. Right all right, let me redo it. I'm not Eric, okay? This time, this time, I'm going to pretend that Brent works at a comic book store. Then I'm jealous of Brent. Ed, how does this work with you build your house upon the rock? <laughs> Could you do it if he worked at a uh, grocery store? A grocery store? I don't know. <laughs> Could you try a movie theater? Wait, why are comic book store workers? Yeah. Like, <laughs> a library? That's how they talk, man, because I've got to get my newest issue uh... of... This reminds me of my D and D insults. I cast. Josh just triggered. Yeah, Josh. Yes. I cast magic missile. <laughs> this reminds me when I was like, "Thank God D and D exists, so Brett could feel better than other people." <laughs> I'm a level five elf. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how would you answer College Brent? Am I supposed to be a chaplain? You're just you. No, just yeah, you. sure. Just you can be a chaplain. You. Let's say you're a chaplain. We answered as us. No. Who answered are you, as Ed? Ed? Yeah. Uh, I just turned my computer off, so you got to answer quick because I don't have the TikTok sound effect. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> That's not it. So. <laughs> Brent. Could you reenact just to? Can you hurry up? I'd like to get home to my wife soon. For the eighth <laughs> time. <laughs> Ooh, door knocking. Oh, what does it mean to build my life upon the rock, Chaplain yeah. Ed? Oh, so now it's <sighs> Chaplain Ed. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Ed now would um would really try to appeal to what your values are. I would ask questions around um what informs your understanding of who you are and what's important to you right now and how you would like to be perceived in the world. And so it, it, would, it would all be value-based at this point in my life. Like if that question were asked to me 15 years ago, I would have a very different answer. What was the answer then versus now? So then I would have, I would have really tried to point to Scripture and an understanding of the... Mid, of, mid-20s, Ed, would, would make it like very biblical. Let's go with mid-30s. I would have really pulled it towards Christian doctrine, as I understood it back then. How did you understand it then? <sighs> How much time do we have? Yeah, right? Jeez, don't exasperate Ed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Brett's favorite thing to do. <laughs> so I was very much in the uh, Wesleyan tradition. Okay. And... Conservative. So now it's it's more of a um, it's a broader understanding. Like, what are your values, and how do they align with how you want the world to experience you, and what else do you want to learn? It'd be more along the lines of kind of acknowledging the journey that folks are on, and trying to support them in that exploration. So, whether it was searching something in Christian doctrinal teaching, or if it were somewhere else, like just trying to journey along that path with folks so mm. Brent do you want to answer your own question well mine's concise you can always cut it but what I believe it means to <laughs> live is our good. lives I don't cut concise on the rock is again understanding that the rock is Jesus Jesus being the culmination of his teachings and lifestyle 
the the culmination of his teaching and lifestyle being wrapped up in Matthew 5, 6, 7, and 25. Hmm. The Sermon on the Mount and then this, this other teaching that he has. About the the Sermon on the Mount being some of the most basic teaching that is for all of humanity, whether you prescribe to Christianity or Buddhism or Stoicism or Hinduism or what have you. Ultimately, the teaching of Jesus is don't be a dick to one another. Mm. If somebody's hurting, help them. Matthew 25, I think, gives some of the best clear examples of what that looks like. If they're hungry, give them something to eat. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. If they're naked, give them clothes. If they're sick, make them well. If they're in prison, visit them. You know, uh, and then there's other uh, from Old Testament and New Testament that says some of our highest call, our highest form of worship is to look after orphans and widows in their time of need. It wasn't concise that enough. said. No. Because no. Brett has been packing up his computer. Was, He's walking out the door right now. Jameson, <laughs> we already it. lost. By the way, I totally agree. And my wife has a nice little poster sign changing on the wall, which is if you find Believe yourself with more, with more than you need, don't build a wall to protect it, but build a larger table. Dang, homie. My wife has a similar sign that says, Live, laugh, love. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it. Carry on where we were. Um, I discussed a lot of uh, different scripture verses that had talked about rock, rocks in the Bible, and kind of leading up to the name Bible on the Rocks and everything. But kind of another thing that was interesting with the name is just uh, my maritime background and you know ships crash up on the rocks you know mm. which isn't a good thing and but that's not good for them to crash on the rocks no. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah that makes sense but it kind of brings a good lesson about that what we're trying to do here with the podcast and that um, kind of what we all and and Brent I think you had wanted to talk about it when we were together before um, but we never left <laughs> wink wink I know I know I know, I know. <laughs> but kind of like here all along like we all we all need help and we all kind of our souls that are kind of dashed upon the rocks Mm. And but another thing that's built up on the rocks maritime wise is the lighthouse. It's an aid to navigation, and so I kind of equate that to um, us discussing the Bible and and Jesus and kind of him being our lighthouse. How many special people change? <laughs> <laughs> and how we are guided to our faith in the Lord, kind of just how the lighthouse guides the ships safely. Um, and then kind of a tangent that it goes on is, you know, um, back in the 17th century, sailors, you know, started kind of the, the term rocking and rolling. Like the ship would be rocking and rolling when it's like- No way, that came from sailors? I thought that was from Cleveland. <laughs> well, and, and so I mean that's kind of a segue into Detroit, where yeah, Rock yeah. City. Yeah, yes. I thought it was if this van's a rocking, don't bother knocking. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was van drivers that came out because it's your 
<laughs> no, it's got to be your <laughs> boat. <laughs> yeah. So, Wait, I mean, so they seriously they came up with rock and roll boat people. Well, they, it's just a term, rock and rolling. So that yeah, the back oh, in the day awesome. that you know. But that's a good segue, kind of leading into where I was going to go with how like music is a very important aspect of worship, and mm-hmm. and and the Lord loves to hear us sing and everything, and we honor Him through music. And do you uh, think God loves rock and roll? Well, back it Petra the, says God gave rock and roll to us. So rock and roll was that Petra? That was Petra. That was God gave rock and roll to you. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the few albums I was actually able to listen to. Yeah. My parents would let me listen to. <laughs> but the the term rocking was actually uh, a term to describe spiritual fervor felt by worshipers at certain religious events and it refers to the rhythmic movement often found accompanying the music and ultimately led to what the style rock and roll is that's kind of how that name came about like why would they just name it rock it was just because rocking and the rhythmic movement and, and everything like that and so you know part of the hopes of this podcast is the spiritual fervor that those listeners, uh, those singers had, you know, we want our listeners to have while they're listening to our podcast. And so some of the rock and roll... Uh, rock on. Yeah. Hopefully rocking with laughter sometimes. You know, there was a, there, there's a spiritual <laughs> hymn, Rock of Ages, you know, and... Rock of Ages. And then we find our salvation and security in Jesus as he's our deliverer and everlasting strength, or our rock. But some of the famous, you know, rock and roll songs, uh, some of them have been used in commercials and everything. You've got Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band, Like a Rock. Nice. And of course, Queen comes along with We Will Rock You. That's basically a standard ballad sung at every sporting event you can think of. Um, and then we got... Not Zop- tennis. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to a tennis match? I've never been to a tennis match. <laughs> I bet they don't play it at golf matches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not every sporting event. <laughs> uh, and then we got Solid as a Rock. I'm rocking now. Oh, what about I want to rock with you all night? Let's find that one. That's uh, little Michael. (laughs) Rock rock me, Amadeus. Oh, Oh, rock me, Amadeus. Are we allowed to play I want to rock with you? I don't know. Are we allowed to do that? What do you mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're violating copyright on all of Michael Jackson. Oh, oh, Michael Jackson. I wish this was a video podcast for friends to dancing and listening right now. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Jameson, nice moonwalk. With <laughs> <laughs> my leather jacket on. You know who else sang God Gave Rock and Roll to you? Kiss. 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 What? Yeah. For real? That's what you're yeah. to right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Petra was actually a 
cover of Kiss is Good. Oh, 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 yes, yes. Mm. Yeah. God, kiss. Rock God is love. God is kiss. Man, mind blown. Doesn't yeah. kiss stand for kings and saviors service? Savior But in general, like these songs that you just heard, they kind of give a strong and positive energy using the term rock and describe important things in life to us. Things that give us meaning, such as family, loved ones, health, goals, and dreams. So hopefully we brought to light quite a few references which will provide insight into the coming up with our name, Bible on the Rocks, as a podcast. Yeah. Other than just being ice in our drinks to cool it down, but that is a very important part of it all. Um, Because I know in and of myself, I am anything but a rock. I'm unstable, wishy-washy, insecure, faltering, movable. In reality, I'm more like a feather blowing around on a windy day, but when I place my faith on the rock, Jesus, he grounded me, provides stability, and saves me from being blown away and lost forever. Nice. Wasn't well, Rock well of said. Ages a Def Leppard song? Yeah. Yes. There's- Thanks for listening to Bible on the Rocks. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. A special thanks to our contributors, Brett Hinkey, Ed Johnson, Josh Perius, Eric Smith, and Jameson Stubbs. Also contributing and doing sound editing is me, Jeremy Spittle. Finally, be sure to check out Spitfire's other podcast, Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. She's the introvert's extrovert and talks to people, so you don't have to. For now, this has been a Spitfire production. the greatest thing I've ever heard.